Welcome to Content Pros Podcast, where we unlock the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world and ask the questions you've always wanted asked. Content Pros is sponsored by Clear Voice Content Marketing Software, helping you decrease your time spent creating content by up to 50% while doubling your online engagement. Convince and Convert, content marketing strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your content better. Oracle Marketing Cloud, helping businesses use the latest marketing technologies to tell their stories and connect with their customers. And by Uberflip, a content experience platform that allows marketers to create, manage, and optimize tailored content experiences for every stage of the buyer journey. Now, here are your hosts, Jeffrey L. Cohen, Director of Content Strategy at Oracle Marketing Cloud, and from Uberflip, Randy Frisch. Ready? Let's talk to the pros. Welcome to another episode of Content Pros. As always, I'm very excited to have my co-host with me, Jeff Cohen, joining from Oracle Marketing Cloud. This is Randy Frisch from Uberflip, and today we are going to definitely end up talking about video. There's very little question that we won't get there because uh, our guest not only oversees content uh, for a company, but it happens to be a video company. So uh, we'll hear from Dana Fugit in a little bit. Uh, I don't want to jump to her quite yet because as always, Jeff has dug around a little bit and found a stat for us to chat about uh, before we, we bring Dana in. Thanks, Randy. Great to be here for another episode of Content Pros. And the stat that we're going to talk about today, it it might be one of those stats that everybody just talks about and nobody really knows where it comes from. We we've it seems like we've heard that websites that have video on them actually convert at two times the rate than websites that don't have video on them. And we actually we have a guest that we can ask that question, kind of what what their experience shows. But but for now, let's let's start with Randy and I. Randy, what do you what do you think about video helping conversion at two times the rate? Absolutely. I I, I think it's just it makes sense, right? I mean, you just look at the world that we've kind of started to live around and everything is video. I, I you know, I don't want to date this podcast as we always try not to, but, uh, you know, just the other day I, I open up Instagram and there's this new feature in Instagram now where I can tell a story the same way I could on Snapchat. And I think more and more we're entering into this world where we're captivated by snippets of information. Um, and, you know, we're looking for new ways to consume that that are going to tell us a better story. And as much as, you know, I know, Jeff, you're a great storyteller. I pride myself on trying to tell great stories, you know, but but it takes a little bit longer, you know, to tell a great story in a blog post or what have you. Whereas, you know, we can really captivate someone with a video in a matter of moments. Um, and that can lead us down a journey, which obviously is what we always talk about here, is, is thinking about beyond the single content asset. I don't know what's what's your experience been with video, Jeff. Well, it 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 seems like video is one of the ways that companies can really crack this whole mobile idea, because so much of content marketing, so much of content marketing is still the printed word. So, for instance, you you work really hard and you write a, a ten or fifteen or twenty page ebook, and it's in the form of a PDF. We we've certainly talked about content experiences before 
on this podcast. And when you think about video as a more, not only a more concise way to tell a story, it actually can be a better mobile way to tell a story. We all, we all know that we all have mobile phones in our pockets and they're, they're always with us. And it really is a, it really does make sense that this is a way, this is a way to get someone to take an action. You can, you can watch a short video a whole lot easier than you can read a long PDF on your mobile phone. And certainly in, in my world, as, as we think about content marketing, I think all the time about what are some ways, what are some ways that we can actually break through on mobile? I, I feel like that's still a huge, that's still a huge content marketing challenge. And, and I think video really is one of the ways. Yeah, that, that, I couldn't agree more. I mean, when I'm on my mobile device, as I said earlier, I'm looking for those tidbits of information. And, you know, I think one of the other aspects is, you know, that I think is just leading to this rise in video is the ease of video creation. And I know Dana is going to be able to talk about that. I think you know, there was even a campaign you were involved in through Dana, which I'm, I'm sure we'll get to hear about uh, as we get, get on with this conversation. But, you know, the ease of creating video series or video content has, has really, you know, simplified over the last number of years, you know, both in terms of the technology needed, uh, you know, the ease to, to pull this together, whether you're in person, or even some cases, whether you're remote, um, I think you know, there's an opportunity to create video in a very efficient manner that sometimes can even be more efficient than that process that was required you know, to get out, as you said, a really polished ebook where there's a different level of expectation uh, coming from that. So you know, I, we're talking a lot about Dana, Jeff. Maybe, maybe now's a good time for you to loop her in. I was thinking the same thing, Randy. So Dana... From Bright Cove, welcome to the Content Pros Podcast. Thanks, boys. Happy to be here. So you are a, a content marketer who works for a video company. And as we were chatting earlier, it's it's one of those things where if video were not a key part of your content marketing strategy, you would have a problem. So so let's just let's just dive right in and and talk about how you think about content marketing kind of at a high level, but also how video really plays a key role in, in your strategy and how you, how you communicate with customers and prospects. Oh, sure. So, I mean, we always say you know, video is the, uh, is the most effective form of content, and it's being proven all the time with stats. And you had talked about your you know, converting it two times the rate of sites without. And um, that was from, originally we started quoting it from some research that we had done with a B2B tech company. But just recently, you know, we had, I don't want to name names because I haven't checked my naming rights, but, you know, we had a global hotel and resort company that with nine distinct brands and every single one of those brands with all of the different content that they created for those brands, because they were, they went from a very luxury, um, you know, sites to a more affordable, um, regular consumer site, they all showed at least two times the conversion rate as their sites without video. And then also, you know, we just had a conference where the largest online electrical retailer in Europe said that their um, sites with video were, were converting at two to three times those that didn't have it. So there we have it. One proven stat down. 
Um, and I think the reason that it works is that it really, it does a few things. It shows rather than tell. I know there are a lot of content people who like to say that, and video is an excellent way to do that. It also connects at a very emotional level with people in a way that, you know, just the written word doesn't do as well. So while I don't think that video can do everything, I think that you need to have it as a big part of your strategy. Um, you know, social strategies, we're about to come out with some um, big product announcements around that. And you know, the social strategies are videos huge and how people are watching it is changing. You, know, you were saying, Randy, that you watched so much video mobile on mobile you know, when we're starting to watch that people are creating those with lots of subtitles because we're finding that you know, when people are watching on mobile, a lot of times, I know that I watch a lot on a commuter train and doesn't any, nobody wants to hear, you know, 10 different videos going off at the same time. So people watch it with the sound turned down if they don't have their headphones with them. Anyway, there's just a ton of different ways and that that conversion number is working really throughout the customer journey. You know, you've got your social and awareness, you have your engagement where you can add interactivity and personalization and connect it with your marketing automation platform, you know, all of those things are converting like crazy. And then the actual conversion on the sites themselves. And then for retention, we have loads of people doing retention. We have like a travel company, 70% of their um, customers are retained customers. And then again, through advocacy with lots of people starting to to do um, UGC and also, um, you know, do some sort of brand work where they make people excited about what their brand stands for and talk more about it. Well, so, so Randy kind of teed up a, a project where I was one of the, one of the subjects and I just want to, just want to comment for a second. Randy said something about how often video is easy to create. I was at a, I was at a conference and I walked into this room and it it was set up uh, it it was set up pretty specifically. There were there were a number of hot lights in my eyes. There were several technicians there, and I think there were a couple cameras. And it, it's not what I would describe as a a simple video setup, but but Dana, it was part of a part of a whole series of interviews that you did with with content experts and thought leaders and other influencers. Uh, so you mean the video marketing mentor series? Why yes, yes. I, yes. <laughs> Why yes? It would it would be that one. <laughs> so so tell our listeners a little bit about the the genesis of that project and kind of and what was what that was like to to put together and and if you if you can share any results uh, even anecdotally would be great. Oh sure. Um, I. I yeah, sorry. Um, we were at um, a, it was actually a content marketing convention and our show and um, what you were in was actually my suite. Um, we just decided to bring in some people and it, you make it sound like it was a huge setup. It was actually two small cameras and your basic three point lighting. Um, my background being in film production. Um, it was simple, simple to you, complicated to me. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, but you know, had we, we also did some really simple stuff where we were walking the floors with a much simpler setup, but as long as we were sitting there, let's make sure we can see and hear you. Right. Um, anyway, so yeah, we just contacted some of the luminaries who were there, including you, Mr. Cohen and, um, asked them, Hey, could you give us 30 minutes of your time? We want to talk with you about what's coming up in marketing these days and how people can best use video. You know, what are some really great things um, that you can recommend and what are some pitfalls? And then um, over 
a few days, I just sort of took a listen to them, made some notes, decided the six main areas that people were talking about, and just edited together very simply some what we call the video marketing mentor series. And some of these people use video, some of them didn't. It was, you know, um, you and um, Chris from um, Oracle. We had uh, people from LinkedIn and Hannah from um, Uberflip and Jeff Julian, just a bunch of people and just asked the same questions, you know, what are some great ideas? And we were able to cut that up to really help people understand smart marketing and then how video fits into that. And it was very successful for us. We did a blog series on it. Um, we did a sort of a demand gen. It's part of our drip campaign where we help people understand where video fits in. And the main thing is really understanding video marketing. It's not like a whole new field that you have to go out and figure out new parameters or new rules and regulations. It's the same thing. It's just using a different format, which is video. And as you were saying, Randy, it's so much easier, I mean, not to age myself, but I started out as a film producer. And then I sort of slowly, when I decided to, um, I wanted a life, um, kind of wound up in corporate America in charge of video marketing and then wound that up into content marketing. And it's, all you have to do now is get very simple, easy equipment, a small camera, a mic, please don't use the one in your camera, and some really simple lighting, and suddenly you're producing videos. So it should and can and should be used. Well, so let, let me circle back to uh, uh, one of the details that you mentioned, where you shot a series of videos, a series of video interviews. Uh-huh. And then you actually looked at them to kind of find the through lines and find the stories and find the themes. How how much of that was how much of that was prepared ahead of time? Obviously, you had a I recall you had a series of questions that you were asking. So so thinking about this, if if I'm a content marketer, which I guess I am, and I'm thinking about storytelling, how much of this do I prepare on the front end of a of a video interview in this case what turned out to be a series for you or do I just kind of wing it and go with the conversational style well I it's with any content and really any anything that you produce you know most of it's done in pre-production or else you're going to spend a lot of time in post-production trying to fix it which never goes so well so what I did was decide what we were looking for and what questions needed to be asked to get us to that information. Um, of course, since it was at a content marketing event, I knew what some of the main um, areas were that people were going to want to talk about. So, you know, if you're speaking with um, Arda, she's going to talk a lot about personas. If we're speaking with, um, you know, people at... Um, Oracle, um, you're going to be speaking, especially with people who came from Eloqua, you're going to be speaking a lot about marketing automation. So we went through and we knew in general what they were going to talk about, what they knew about, and that we wanted to figure out how video fit into it. So yes, I would say there was a lot of work done up front, knowing about what we would get. But since it was interviews and I wanted people to speak openly, um, probably a lot more of it was done in post-production than I typically would if something were scripted or if I knew what, um, if, if it was scripted or if, if I had more of an idea, you know, when I used to be at a place called Sun Microsystems, you know, we, 
I'm not a big fan of talking heads normally, but if we have a James Gosling who actually created Java, you know, I, I'm going to let him talk about Java and I know up front sort of what he's going to be talking about because it's going to be the newest things that happen. So I'm not certain if I went a long way around that, but you're going to do a lot of work up front when you're not exactly sure what you're going to be getting from people. And, but you try and do as little in post-production as possible. So just as Jeff circled back, I'm going to circle back even further in this conversation. And I'm not going to challenge you on that two times number because I, I, I do believe it. I, I think video is way more effective. But I think there's a lot of people who are probably listening to this podcast and they're saying to themselves, OK, great, I'm going to add video to my site and I want to see that lift. But then you start to get to the question, OK, well, what? What should be in these videos? And, uh, you know, almost thinking of it as a buyer journey, which we always talk about here. So what type of video do I want on my homepage? What type of video do I want maybe linked to from an email drip campaign? And I think sometimes some of us get overwhelmed by the idea of video because some of us think of these high production, uh, you know, projects and some of us think about really hacky stuff that we see on youtube and you know daily check-ins but when we talk about our website how do you kind of find that balance and i, I don't know if you, at Brightcove maybe you guys have had some research or any findings with with customers of what type of videos work at different stages wow that is such a loaded question i could do a ton of it and it's it's kind of interesting right because it also depends on your brand and it's the same thing we were just talking about with this hotel right um some of the content that they were putting on their pages well i could just actually it was one of our conferences but some of the for one of their brands was much more sort of hip and slick and not as expensive as a luxury brand and so they had um, they had content about lifestyle things and they had like swimsuit, um, fashion shows with some of the biggest EDM DJs in the world there playing and that showed their brand. So the money didn't go into production so much as it went into probably the event itself. Right. But it was shot well. Um, other, their main luxury brand, they took the greedy palace in Venice, which was this beautiful hotel and what's going to make people want to spend a lot of money there. Um, they talked about how they did very deep renovations um, on this hotel. I'm talking, you know, toothbrushes on the mosaics and replacing some fresh, not replacing, but cleaning and restoring frescoes that were in this hundreds of years old palace. That's a much higher level of production because the people staying there are going to want that richness the history, and they have to feel that in their production. If you're just, you know, and other brands are doing um, sort of user-generated content, and that's a much lower level of production because they want the authenticity. So it really depends on the brand in some ways. And again, it's also going to depend on where you're using it in the um, journey. And there's not hard and fast rules. We were speaking with um, Wiley. They produced the um, Four Dummies books. They're a publishing company. And they actually used a piece of video. They didn't want to spend a ton of money as they entered into video marketing. So they used, um, it was an at an event speech. And they cut it down to, you know, 45-minute speech down to four minutes. And they put it at different parts of their journey and then they also added um, interactivity on top of it. And they used it again to figure out chapterization, what it was that people actually wanted to see so that the, when they went and made 
new videos, they understood specifically what content those people were interested in. Um, so I guess, um, obviously in the awareness area, you're typically not going, since it's more about authenticity, there's a lot of social there. You don't use your, um, the most high level produced things, but when you start going into engagement and then into conversion, that's where a lot of e-tailers, um, we have people who create shoppable experiences. So they have some very high level, um, we have a, you know, a B2C, um, e-tailer and they create these really beautiful videos around their products. And then in the um, player itself, they have those products pop out at specific times and it's tied into their e-commerce page. And again, that's when you really spend your money. But when you're starting to look at some retention things or you're starting to look at EGC, um, and sorry, UGC down the line in your um, advocacy stage, usually that's, again, goes back to the more authentic um, lower end production. So that you're right. I did give you a loaded question, but you rocked it. So thank you. Um, yeah, I, I want to go. I want to give you a little bit more specific okay. question. Uh, but before I do, we're you know we're talking a lot here about uh, you know essentially creating content, and mm-hmm. it's a great time to kind of pause and talk about one of the sponsors of Content Pros here, and that's Clear Voice. Now, Clear Voice, I don't know, you know, how deep they go into the video aspect of things, um, but, you know, they're definitely all about helping you plan for those those assets that you're going to create. Sometimes we need freelance writers to do that. Uh, Clear Voice's marketplace is a great way, you know, to source that, whether you're trying to even just figure out what are the trends and influencers that you need to bring in, you can use Clear Voice's content studio. Basically, for all your brand guidelines, your keywords, your personas, you can have that all accessed in one place through Clear Voice. And they're offering a free demo. All you got to do is go to demo.clearvoice.com. Give it a try. Let them know that your friends at Content Pro sent you over, and uh, hopefully that'll help you on the creation side. Now, Dana, I promised I would get a little bit more specific. And yeah. we always we always want, you know, content pros is for practitioners. It's for people who can listen to this podcast, take it back. And, you know, there's another one there. I know there's not going to be a clean cut rule, but one thing that at Uberflip even we debated for a while is we're kind of working on a new video for our homepage is, you know, let's look at something like our homepage and what is the right type of video to have there? Is it a product video that goes really deep into what our product does? Is it kind of a problem video that kind of paints the problem better? Or is it, you know, a customer testimonial? And I'm wondering where, you know, in what situations you've seen one work better, you know, for that first impression of a company. I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> Even just an example of a company that, you know, that really leveraged one of those and did so in a way that allowed that journey to start. I mean, a lot of what you're doing, and it's kind of funny because we're talking about production and I tend to go into that because, you know, of my background being a producer, but a lot of these things are, you know, what experiences do you build? And that's when you start looking at what Brycove does as an online video platform. Um, and we have some amazing, um, so we have, you know, transportation airline platform that has built this beautiful front page where the video takes up almost the entire page. And then they've built some interactive elements on top of it. Um, on our media side, you know, we have, um, I, I don't know about naming rights again, but we have a company that, um, you know, they have a series and they've built some really beautiful um, experiences around that where they sort of chunk 
the bits of information around the story. So it's different videos that all fit together. Um, so a lot of times what you're building on the home page, it's not a single video that just sits there. It's how do you build that experience? You know, what experience do you want the people to have? So it's more than just, you know, tossing a video into a player and calling it a day. Um, and a lot of times it's, you've led people not to your homepage, but a lot of what we do is, and our customers do is email. So we have a, um, one of our travel companies, they do a beautiful job of sending people an email of a trip. So say to Vietnam is one of their trips. And when you click on that image, it takes you to this beautiful, very much a video focused landing page that then has um, a player that is, you know, has a built in playlist that you can see what, you know, Vietnam is beautiful. Then it has another um, video that's about the trip itself. And then it has videos that are the guides just introducing you to those guides. And then it's all within an experience where you can ask for more information. You can um, chat with someone online. You can ask for pricing. And then, you know, underneath the beautiful experience, they have more text that explains actually itineraries and and everything else. Um, But on a homepage, I would say the Um, If you can create something that explains both what that explains to people what your business is about, if you're not a brand like Apple or someone that everyone already knows who they are and what they do, if you can explain, you know, what your typical customers are and the problems that they're trying to solve, at least people know they're in the right spot. But if you're actually, you know, if you have a great content strategy and you're sending people to a specific page, like you have a great um, strategy to get people from awareness to engagement, you want to make certain that when you pull them from the first experience that you've pulled them onto your site into a very similar experience. So it's all seamless. So just, I guess my point is it's not as simple as just picking a video and tossing it on your homepage and calling it a day. Does that make sense? Yeah, those are those are some great examples, Dana, and and really thinking about thinking about the kind of the kind of company or brand you are, and and what you're trying to do as as you move people through the journey through the buyer journey, which is a a great segue into my next question. Content marketing seems to be getting a little more a little more accountable, a little less siloed in marketing organizations, mm-hmm. and I and I know that your platform actually provides a whole lot of data which <laughs> which marketers can use in their marketing automation systems so i i'd i'd love if you could share with our listeners more about how well primarily how you think about that from from brightcove in other words less about less about the platform and more how you use this to try to understand your prospects and and move them through the, your buyer journey or their buyer journey. Got it. Um, if I could step back and let me just talk about myself for a little bit, but, um, the entire reason I came from the creative side of things and the entire reason I got as geeky as I am about data, which is like something that I love is because when I ended up at, uh, working for one of what had been one of my clients and moved into, um, the marketing realm, suddenly it was like, Oh, video is a shiny new thing. And we were very much a launch based company. And it was like, Hey, 
we're going to make 17 talking head videos and most of them are going to be marketers telling us how great their product are and off you go. And it got to the point where it was like, this is a really bad idea. And the way that we could prove it to, you know, back up the art with some science was to say, um, at the time we actually were using Brightco, but, um, it was, let us go and just look at some basic, um, metrics from these videos and let us tell you whether or not, you know, what you think was successful was successful. And so they went back, they chose their most successful uh, launch and showed us, this is what the execs love. They think this launch is really successful. Here's why we got, you know, something like 7,000 hits on this video. And we went through and actually looked at metrics and said, you know, what's really interesting is 85% of those people were gone by the time the first 50 seconds were over. Those were not successful, but these ones down here on the bottom that didn't seem to get so many hits, these six very geeky um, demos, actually, they had a 28% conversion rate, which is unheard of in digital at the time. So it was successful for exactly the opposite reasons of why you thought it was. So that was my foray way before marketing automation, where we were sort of the marketing automation of just grabbing raw metrics and trying to make sense of them. So what's exciting now, as you know, digital has progressed and all of these tools in the marketing stack are starting to play with each other. It's exciting because if you have a platform that is integrated with your marketing automation and with your CRM, then you can start to look at videos, pretty deep metrics that will tell you, you know, how, who, um, sorry, how far somebody got into a piece, you know, how many people watched it, where are they dropping off? Well, now with marketing automation, you can start figuring out who those individuals are and then start tying all of the rest of their digital footprint, everything else that they've done online. And that's going to give you a great understanding of who the individual is, what that individual is looking for, and let you make certain that you then create logic through your marketing automation platform that then sends them the right information. So the next thing that they're sent, if they say, open up and look at an ebook, you're not, that's on, um, I don't know, let's say that you're a B2C retailer, retailer and someone opens up an ebook that's all about mid-century modern living rooms. You're not going to send them something about, you know, a Victorian bathroom, right? And then when you start um, integrating those metrics along with, we build loads of interactivity with our various partners on top of videos, each piece of interactivity is a new data point that's going to give you a little bit more information about that person. Perhaps you've asked them a question about the content and they've answered it. Or a new campaign that we're doing, it's as simple as saying, you know, what are your top four things that you're trying to work on? That lets everybody know very specifically what that person's interested in. Um, so that's that's where um, we're starting to get some really amazing data about people. And it's not in a scary, funky way. It's to make certain that we're not wasting your time. We have the information. We just need to know what you're looking for and where you are in your journey so that we're not sending you something about a product before you even understand you know, how that has anything to do with what your actual business goals are. I, I love that from a from a technology standpoint because certainly for for years marketers have been able to track say how far someone watched in a video even in you know very public web players but the idea of of actually being able to leverage this and send send better content better emails uh, more relevant messaging 
to prospects is a, is just a, a great thing to be able to use video as another kind of interactive piece there. Yeah, so, and, and we've been we've been doing a lot of things, right? We've been talking about um, you know now that we're in the digital age. What is it? Sixty seven percent, I think, Serious Decision said of the customer journey is now done in on digital channels, which means that you know the conversations that marketers and salespeople used to have are now happening digital digitally. So we've been talking about you know digital one on one conversations with video, and it's exactly that. It's how do you integrate your video with your marketing automation platform, and then how do you add interactivity on top of that to decide who the person is? And then how do you use that other interactivity to define by asking what are they interested in specifically? And then creating um, personalization, whether that be at the web level, as one of our travel people do, where every time that you visit their site, they up-level new content based on your previous site visits, or whether you are you know, maybe you're doing an ABM campaign and you're curating specific content for a specific company or, you know, personalize it even very hyper-personalized where, you know, we do it where we stitch someone's name in or we do, um, you know, dynamic CTAs where if it's a new person, it's a new person to um, our company or if they know something about us, you know, we give them different calls to action. So all of those things are finally coming together to allow us to give people the right information without wasting their time, without bombarding them and having them dig through it so they can quickly get to what they needed to make a decision. And all, all that digital information is great. But if you're looking for an in-person experience, this, this may be our last announcement reminding you about the Uber Flip experience, the coming up the end of this month in Toronto if you're looking to learn more about looking to learn more about how to create, manage, and optimize your content experiences for your entire buyer journey, make sure you join the Uberflip team in Toronto. And for more information, go to uberflip.com/experience. And now I'll just toss it over to Randy for our final question, Dana. You get segue points. That was beautiful. <laughs> well, I, absolutely. I mean, you know, between the three of us guys, I mean, you know, I think all of our solutions actually between Uberflip and Brightcove and Oracle Marketing Cloud all have, you know, really deep integration. So I, I love that, you know, last question you had, uh, last answer you had there, Dana, and just in terms of how we map this, how we learn, how do we pass all that information so that we can, you know, take, take smarter activity. Um, so before we wrap up with our last question, I, I, I've been having some fun here. I've been jotting down some quick rapid fire questions. We're almost going to do this in like a, you know, thousand or whatever the pyramid show is right now. You know, association, what comes to mind as I go through these? And, you know, Dana, you're going to be on the spot because you didn't get to see these before. But we'll, we'll fly into them. Quick one answer questions and then we'll wrap up. So we'll start with this one. What's your favorite length of a video in terms of time? Um. Minute 27. Fantastic. Good answer. Uh, GIFs, are they here to say yes or no? Yes. Ah, all right. What is your favorite filter on Instagram or Snapchat? (laughs) (laughs) My mind just went blank. Come back. All right. All right. Uh, Green screen or solid background when you're filming a video? Solid. Best camera to use? Oh, I used to say red. That's so old school now. Um, I love my iPhone. Ah, I didn't expect that one. All right. Best microphone. I'm not that big of a geek. 
All right. You warned us to get a good microphone before, so I was, I was hoping we'd get a little tidbit there. We'll have to check in the follow-up notes. Maybe we'll finish with this one. Funniest video you've ever watched? Okay, the one I was just cracking up over. I know it's stupid, but it's the it's the Mastiff dog that they run through the the little oh god, what do you call the, the agility the agility track, and it's like the big ma- the big Mastiff. All right, everyone's getting like, that, that's going to get a dome, a dome. It's hysterical. It's going it to get, it's gonna get a lot of hits after this podcast. <laughs> awesome. That was great. That was fun. I mean, the last question we ask every guest just to get a better idea of who you are is what did you want to be when you were growing up? I wanted to be a musical theater. I wanted to be a superstar. Fantastic. And I wound up behind cameras instead. Ah, at least you're at least you're directing theater, right? Um, <laughs> this this was a, a ton of fun, Dana. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, on behalf of of Jeff at Oracle Marketing Cloud and myself at Uberflip, uh, we really thank you, and we thank you on behalf of Content Pros. Uh, if people are listening to this and enjoying, there are more of these podcasts out there. You can find them all at contentprospodcast.com. You can also go to iTunes, where we encourage you not just to subscribe, but leave us a review. Let us know what you like, what could be better, um, and pretty much find us anywhere podcasts are found. And if you're not finding us there, let us know and we will get these podcasts there for you. Until next time, thanks so much. And thanks for Dan- to Dana for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Clearvoice Content Marketing Software, Convince and Convert, Oracle Marketing Cloud, and by Uberflip, and is produced by Convince and Convert Media. Find more great shows like Content Pros at marketingpodcast.com the first search engine for marketing podcasts. Podcast imaging by...